tonight we're going to go back to the book of Genesis chapter 18 Genesis chapter 18 We'll begin at verse 1. But just before we begin, tonight we want to look on the subject. of having compassion for fellow human beings. Compassion for others. In the narrative here in Genesis chapter 18, and just before that visitation that we're going to read about from the Lord to Abraham. In chapter 17, he had appeared to Abraham as the Almighty God commanded him to walk before him and be thou perfect. And he again confirmed his covenant with Abraham, allowing him to know that he's going to establish his covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Genesis 17 and verse 7. Now, Abraham, Abraham and his wife Sarah did not yet have a child. And having received this word from the Lord, and still not seeing that word come to pass, being concerned about age, the Lord confirmed his word to Abraham. And now in chapter 18 of Genesis, the Bible said that the Lord, L-O-R-D, all caps, and that's significant. We're talking about, for the Jews, they use this because it speaks of uh, the name of the Lord. It is used interchangeably for the name of the Lord, which was not to be repeated. And so 
God appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. That's another subject all by itself. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort he your hearts. After that, he shall pass on. For therefore are he come to your servant. Abraham demonstrating hospitality to these strangers. And he considered himself a servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. This is a nice example. This is not the subject tonight, but it's a good example as how we entertain strangers. Abraham took out the finest meal, knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran onto the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, the choices, and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat a moment with God. And they said unto him, where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hot? For the Lord is anything too hard for the Lord. At the time appointed, 
I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah denied saying, I laugh not for she was afraid. And he said, nay, but thou didst laugh. What a moment. Two barren individuals. Time. What would consider the normal period. For them to be fruitful. Had passed. The Lord appears to him. Two men, and lo and behold, the thing that concerned Abram and Sarah, the Lord now raised the issue. He wants to talk about it, and Abram is listening to the Lord. It's a, it's a pleasant moment. There's the dress scarf, the milk, the fine flour that was used to make cakes. So it's a very pleasant setting. They're comfortable. And the Lord is saying it. Next year, this time, Sarah is going to have a child. The word that I gave you, Abraham, is going to come to pass. How many of us have ever had a moment with God? A moment in prayer? A moment in worship, whatever it may be. And you just feel the flow of the anointing. And you're just, you just open up before God. And you just, you're just enjoying that moment. All you can think about is your life and God. A moment, a special moment. Oftentimes, we have shared such experience. Experiences like this that we, we don't wish we wouldn't want it to end. We just want to enjoy what's happening. Bible said the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. The men rose up and looked toward Sodom. Abraham went with them to bring them on the way.
And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. We recognize that it is the Lord that's speaking. Now, the conversation is now ended concerning the birth of the promised seed. The men who were silent. got up, looked toward Sodom, heading toward Sodom. And Abraham got up, set them on their way. But now the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing that thing which I do, the secret thing that nobody knows about, the secret thing, it is secret, it is unknown to Abraham, but I want him to know. I want to be as simple as I can tonight. Brothers and sisters, the Bible comes to teach us the way of God. Right now, 7.56 on my clock. August the 3rd, 2021. There is an unknown that God wants to make known to his servants. There is always an unknown that God wants to make known. He takes no pleasure in hiding it from his servants. He said, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. I have had, I, I, I have an experience with him. I'm having an experience with him. That he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him 
that the Lord will bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Brothers and sisters, have we considered, have we ever stopped to think Perhaps there is something that God wants to share. Something that the Lord wants to be made known. That perhaps we have not given much interest in it. Or much thought. Let's read on. And the Lord said. He's talking again. Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. And because their sin is very grievous. I will go down and see whether they have done all together. According to the cry of it. Which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. There's something that's leaving the city of Sodom that's affecting God. In Genesis 13 and verse 12, after the split between Lot and Abraham, the Bible tells us that Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. The next verse tells us, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. I know when we hear about Sodom and Gomorrah, all we think about is homosexuality. Yeah, but let's, let's look on two passages of scripture. Jeremiah 23 and verse 14. Uh, this is what the Lord is saying to his prophet. I have seen also, after discussing about the prophets of Samaria, now he's talking about the prophets of Jerusalem. And horrible thing, they commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers that none doth return from his wickedness, increasingly wicked. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Ezekiel 16, 49. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister, Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she straighten the hand of the poor and needy. No concern for the poor. The lowest state of the human condition is to have no concern for others. 
This was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, gluttony. And abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Fullness of bread is talking about greed. Idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor. They strengthened the hands of evildoers, according to Jeremiah 23 and verse 14. But the hand of the poor, they had no concern. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. The Lord said it was good. It was good for him to have acted or meted out his justice in such a manner. And if God said it was good, it is good. Back to our our text. I want to leave some time for us to pray. The Lord said, I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. Now, the tragedy What if I am a servant of God? I am sent by God into this world not to be like the world but but I'm sent as a sheep among wolves to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. What if There is something that's leaving, a cry that's leaving. For those of us who are here in Canada, we may have visitors from other countries. But what what if there's a, a cry leaving our city right now? Into the ears of God. And he's seen the wickedness. And the grievous sins. And he looks down. Or he's listening. And there's no cry from the church concerning the attitude of the city. Now, brothers. God is raising up here one man. One man that will carry the monotheism doctrine. The one God doctrine and spread it across this world. Out of him, there's coming a nation, a peculiar nation, a peculiar people. Out of him is coming the Messiah. What if we who are considered the body of Christ in the midst of a crooked generation a cry is going up to the heavens and we stand still 
God hears and sees the wickedness, but does not hear anything coming from the church concerning the state of society. What a tragedy. Bible said that the Lord said I will go down now and see God never meet out his justice and these terms are for us to understand brothers and sisters I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, God is going to investigate. And now, and this will cause us to think, if God goes down, can he go down To investigate being the God of mercy, being the God of glory, it means, brothers and sisters, his presence is going to sit over the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's another question to ask. And I like to think like that. If he's investigating, if his presence is over there, what state Lot was in for him not to recognize that the presence of the Lord was there? Or was it that bad? That God refused to reveal his presence. That's another subject. But we can think on that. Bible said. And the men turned their faces from thence. Abraham now is seeing. The back part. Or their backs. And went towards Sodom. These two men. leave the presence of Abraham and went towards Sodom but watch Abraham the Bible said but Abraham stood yet before the Lord God has made something known to Abraham and he refuses to close the argument he refuses to leave the presence of the Lord. He has just gotten the word concerning his the future of the seed. 
The Bible said, and Abraham drew near and said, I want to understand something, Lord. Will thou destroy the righteous with the wicked? He's standing boldly before the face of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has shared this with Abraham, his friend. But it's also a test for Abraham. It comes to teach him intercessory prayer. But it also comes to test him if he's concerned for others. What about others, Abraham? Abraham stood boldly before the Lord. I'm not leaving. Will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? I want to know. Peradventure there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? I want to understand what justice is. For the sake of the righteous, at least 50, will you not spear that city? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? This is a man This is a man Abraham is a man And he's beseeching God If if it's even for 50 Shall not the judge of all the earth do right how can you destroy the righteous with the wicked? There got to be some righteous men down there. For the sake of the righteous, spear the city. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spear all the places for their sakes. Brothers and sisters, the beauty of having a concern for others and intercessory prayer 
is that God opens up to have a dialogue with us. Prayer does not become boring, as some may say, or just one person speaking and leaving without communication taking place. Without having a response. Abraham says, and the Lord speaks back to him. If I find in Sodom 50 righteous, I've heard what you have requested, Abraham. And I'm telling you, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spear all the places for their sakes. Abraham did not stop. Abraham saw an opening, brothers and sisters, in this kind of a prayer, especially concerning the interests of others, one has to be sensitive while they are in the presence of the Lord. Abraham sees an opening and seizes that moment. Some probably would have closed off at 50. I trust 50 will work out. White bad down there. But he said, and he said, if I find, and Abraham said rather, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Now, he's in this moment, Abraham is aligning himself with those of Sodom and Gomorrah, being men. Were yet but dust and ashes, just like Abraham. Now he said, Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Without all the city for lack of five. And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty sake. And he said unto him, O Lord, oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall. 30 be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. What is this telling us? He's counting down. 
But what is this telling us? A concern for fellow human beings will allow us brothers and sisters to persevere in prayer. Staying there until God closes the dialogue. Staying there until there's a response. Abraham sees the moment and he begins bartering with God back and forth. Thirty-one said, and he said, behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Lord, I'm standing in your presence. I'm standing on the behalf of men and women who have not yet known you. Taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. He's persevered. Abraham said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I could stop praying now, but I'm going to go a little bit further. Let not the Lord be angry and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Staying there. Persevering. Because you know what is the fate of an individual if they die without the knowledge of the Lord. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communion with Abraham. Abraham returned unto his place. passage of scripture before we close brothers and sisters the Lord wants us to have an interest in the souls of men an interest in the souls of men the ministry of Jesus is a ministry of compassion Second Peter 3 and verse 9 tell us the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us who are 
not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He tells us that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. The wrath of God is coming. This is, this is what Abraham recognized. The wrath of God coming upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And he stood between the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and God. Let's look on. Jesus says, in Matthew rather, Matthew 9 and verse 36, Matthew tells us that when the Lord Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as having no shepherd, moved with compassion. When he, when he, in, in Matthew chapter 5, I would say, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. And when he sat down, he taught them, saying, we, Learn of the Beatitudes. But what was happening, it was the crowd that was coming after Jesus. And the interest that he had, knowing that he came to give eternal life, that he prepared the hearts of his disciples, of what they should be, in order to meet the needs of the people. God is always interested in the people. These men that left the presence of Abraham went down into Sodom, visited the house of Lot, Warned him to leave and his family, get his family, his household, because God is going to destroy this city. Ended up that they had to pull Lot out of Sodom. And as soon as he escaped, fire and brimstone rained down out of the heavens upon Sodom and Gomorrah, totally destroying that city. Bible said in Genesis 19, 24, then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. God totally destroyed it. 
I, I'm closing with this verse. Verse 27. Prayer is an activity that is connected to the heart of an individual. It's not mere words uttered, but it's a passion that is formulated in words, groaning. That leaves the soul and the heart of an individual. Hallelujah. Into the ears of the eternal God. And the mind of the individual is convinced that God has heard. And he's believing. Desired result. The Bible said, and Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. The moment he had with God, he went back to that same place. I know some folks don't think like that. But there's something special about it. Even now, I'm no longer, when I just started working here and working in the fields, I was on the road all day, all over York region, to the east end, where, where York becomes, crosses over into Durham, where from on the, on the west end at Highway 50, North end up to Raven Shoe, back down to Steeles, over to Toronto, all over. And there were places that I would go, park my car, walk in some of those bushes, and pray before the Lord. Seeking the Lord. And those prayers, every now and then, I would have such a supernatural experience with the Lord. And I marked those places. And every now and then, I'm no longer on the road for years, but every now and then, I'll drive back to some of those places. Park my car. Some of those places now have become developed. No longer bushes. But I'll park my car in some of those places. Go back and wave my hands before the Lord. Utter prayer. And just heading back to that place. I feel the presence of God. When the Lord appeared to Abraham, have an encounter, we will read, he built an altar unto the Lord. Special places. 
special moment. So he went right back to where he bargained with God for these people. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. God remembered Abraham Abraham had stopped in his bargaining with the Lord at the number 10 why we don't know he stopped at 10 but when God acted out his justice and the wrath of the Lord was poured out upon Sodom and Gomorrah in the, the act the very act God remembered Abraham you don't know the value of your prayer. The value of standing before God. Crying. For souls. For the city. For this terrible country. A country where even wickedness is increasing daily. A country. Where the hands of the hands of the wicked are being strengthened, and the hands of the poor are being overlooked. But you stand in prayer, you begin to cry before the Lord, you begin to bargain with him, you begin to shed a tear. You say, Lord, give me something to pray about. Lord, give me a burden for my city. I see wickedness. Lord, I'm concerned. I don't want you to see the wickedness and I don't even notice it. Lord Jesus, would you allow me to feel the weight of the wickedness so that I can cry before you? Abraham noticed. He recognized Hallelujah, that there is something that had affected the very presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a cry that left the land of Sodom of Gomorrah and Gomorrah went up to the Lord. Abraham began to barter with the Lord. We can stay in our sealed houses, our fancy churches. Or padded pews. 
nice pulpits and don't have a concern for people. Don't cry for people. Don't share the good news with people. We will be in trouble. We have we who have seen the Lord. We who have seen the hand of God. Matthew eleven verse twenty. Bible said that he began to upbraid the cities, Jesus, wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. It tells us that the church has to become so active that people must recognize that there's something that's happening in the land. There are a set of people who are unlike this world. There are a set of people who is nothing like the world, but has an interest in the world. Let the world reject the church. Let them persecute us. But let it not be that the church has rejected the world or has become silent to the world. There's got to be a cry. We're talking about a word the Lord give us for this city of Brampton. There's got to be a cry that's coming from this assembly before we reach Brampton. Can't step into Brampton with dry eyes. Can't step into Brampton, hallelujah, without the spirit of compassion. And that's not something that we can just do overnight. That has to be birthed in prayer. Yes, you'll get it when you have the Holy Ghost. You have the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. But you need to activate it in prayer and in fasting. We are concerned for individual. Becomes a part of our purpose for life. Let's unmute our microphone. Let's unmute our microphone. We're going to be praying. Praying, praying, praying. Lord, make me, use me in your kingdom. Teach me how to intercede. Simply, brothers and sisters. Simply. Some of us believe we have to work up so hard in prayer until speaking in tongues come and all sort of different things. God is intelligent. Simply. Ask him, Lord, teach me how to intercede. I am open to it, Lord. Won't you teach me how to have a concern for others? Teach me. Lord, I know you have a passion for people. I want that same kind of a passion. Teach me. Give it to me, Lord. 
I didn't come to you asking you for things. I want what my father has, a passion for people. Give it to me, Lord. Why will you withhold it from me? Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to handle the ministry of intercessory prayer. Lord Jesus, I don't want to have the mind set where I'm just praying for myself and my family. I want God Almighty to feel the burden that you feel. Hallelujah. Solio Shama. Moriabatako Shadiotasa. Makotorabashamba. Lord Jesus, you told us, God, you look at the man at the pool, Lord Jesus, and you saw, you knowing that he was there sick for a long time, something you felt. How can I have that kind of a feeling? Teach me, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Atabahushia. He wants to give it to you. He wants to birth it in us, brothers and sisters. He wants to give us that experience. 